Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, a very good evening, everyone. Afternoon, wherever you may be. Yeah, great to have you on board. How'd you get through the weekend? Of course, no AFL. The AFLW got underway. I must have been a court bits and pieces of it. Uh, I'll reserve my judgment. Uh, we'll discuss it a bit later on in the program. But, of course, we've got the countdown. Four days to go and AFL finals for 2022 get underway. Brisbane against Richmond is the first port of call on Thursday. As we know, the Fremantle Dockers play the fourth final of the four this weekend when they take on the Western Bulldogs here on Saturday night. To preview some of the early week news and talk about a couple of the issues, our Monday man, Kim Hagdorn. Hey, Haggis. Hello, Peter. I hope you're okay and everybody else as well. And right now, I'm going for Richmond to beat Brisbane. I'm pretty confident with that one. I, oh, I, yeah? think, Brisbane, I think Brisbane are shot. I think they're gone. Uh, they've lost five of six finals in the past three seasons. Four of those losses have been at the Gabba. And I like the way Richmond... I've just timed their run. I think Richmond can really cause some grief coming from seventh. So I'm going to, right now, if I had the tip, I reckon Richmond. I'm not sure of Melbourne and Brisbane, uh, Sydney on Saturday, on Friday night. Oh, that one, I reckon, really is a line ball. I think Sydney could just about do it. I'm not ready to tip there yet, Peter. I want to discuss it as the week unfolds. Geelong, Collingwood. I reckon Geelong, probably. But given what Collingwood have done, you couldn't be supremely confident. I reckon Collingwood will be about the place. And Geelong would want to be a long way in front before you ever started the thing. I think they're safe. The, the Cats, they're going to play in the preliminary final. And Saturday night, right now... The way I look at it, and I've looked at teams as closely as I can, matchups, how Fremantle can play the Bulldogs, They've the Bulldogs, how they're going to play Fremantle. The Bulldogs have to play a different game to what they did in round 21. If Fremantle adopt the same blueprint as they did in round 21 and happen to pull that off where they played that uncontested game, remember, we can go through it in more depth uh, today mm. and certainly on, on Wednesday when we look at the games and actually make some tipping and we've actually seen the final stages of playing personnel availability. I think that's important. But Fremantle look like they've got a full bill of health. It looks like Lobb and Logue and Tabner are all ready to say, I'm ready to play. Tabner, I think, is the most unlikely of all of those three boys. And certainly Nathan Fife with his training session on Saturday. He's cherry ripe. And, and that's another discussion point as well, Peter. Nathan Fife has to play, even though he hasn't played much footy for the last one game, one full game of footy in the last seven weeks. Mm. But I think Fremantle at home, if they can pull off anything like they did in round 21, they should beat the Bulldogs. Okay, uh, you can get involved on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. The CEO, the outgoing CEO of the AFL spoke today. Gillan McLaughlin, certainly excited with now the finals on our doorstep. To be back in Melbourne after three years um, uh, with, with a couple of fantastic contests is amazing. Um, as I said, before, I mean, they're forecasting nearly 80 now for Friday night, sell out Saturday. So it's, I'm not just excited. I think uh, Melbourneans are excited. Yeah, and the other question that was posed to Gillan McLaughlin is why Geelong and Collingwood maybe weren't the Friday night blockbuster instead playing 
Saturday twilight. We've been playing on Saturday afternoon in the first week of the finals for 100 years. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, there is that. So Geelong, Thursday, Friday, their request to be Saturday so their supporters can get there easily from Geelong and they finish top so that carries a lot of weight. And frankly, at 4.30, it's late in the day we can do it without be able to get them back. You could, you know, the Perth game. So there you go. They, he's talking sure. more about the Geelong fans who have been, over the years, reluctant to actually go up the highway to Melbourne and see Geelong games at the MCG. So no doubt they've taken that in consideration to make sure that the Cats fans have enough time to get up there and enough time at the conclusion of that game on a Saturday night to get back home. Because that's been one of the issues the AFL have openly spoken about, that the Cats supporters, not so much this year, but over the years, have been a bit reluctant to actually leave Sleepy Hollow. It was significant that he said there that uh, this was at Geelong's request. Mm. So Geelong, having finished on top, had that right. Now, they don't get the home final, clearly. Uh, and in time to come, I suppose, once they've finished uh, that, uh, the, the, the stadium in Geelong, once that's completely finished and it goes to about 44,000 as an attendance potential, then they, they might justify playing finals. I don't know if you'd ever justify a top four uh, position, so first or second for a, for a first up final, but clearly something like, say, if you're fifth or sixth and you're playing an interstate team, mm. then they might play finals there. But um, I thought it was quite significant where he said there, this is a lot at Geelong's request because they want to get them up and then get them home in time. They might have been reluctant if it is by the time you got out of the MCG. Let's say if you went there for a Saturday night game at a, uh, what's say, about a 7.30, 20 to 8, 10 to 8 start. By the time you get there, get in, game finishes 10.30, 20 to 11, something like that. You get out, you shuffle your way out of, you get to trains or you get to your cars or you get to a, a tram and go to where you've parked your car, then get to Geelong. Well, that's yeah. that's a hike, isn't and it? And Friday night would have been a real problem for a lot of the uh, long travelling supporters, in and out of, or particularly into Melbourne. Well, it's, it's at, also a work day on Friday and peak hour traffic yeah. as well. So, as we we I, I can remember times we're going back when we were in Melbourne for footy, even even Friday night home and away games, it would be gridlocked around the yeah. city. You'd, you'd get into a cab and you'd say, "Mate, you're better off walking from here right up along the river over there. there there's the MCG lights up there, mate, because I'm not moving." So you know those problems. One thing about Geelong fans, they are pretty adept at finals. This is the sixteenth. Top four, 17th top four finish that they've had since we've been in the AFL, Peter. Since since the AFL of 1987 onwards, 17 times they've finished in the in the top four, and uh, and they've played more finals than anyone else, Geelong. So they're all about. They know what finals are about, and I think they'll want to see them this year because we've been saying it for weeks. And I think I, I'm not seeing anything new into the finals that doesn't suggest Geelong can win this. And you look at uh, the buy's been good to them, and we'll talk about that. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Cameron with his hamstring looks like being okay. Reece Stanley, that adductor, looks like he'll be okay. Of course, uh, the Perth boy Mitch Duncan had that hip complaint. Cam Guthrie, who got that shoulder, of course, in the final home and away game. And Sam Menangola, who was managed. They're all available, uh, according to Tommy Hawkins, who did a presser today, to maybe be available for the game on Saturday. That's a, a great amount of talent that is up for selection. For the Cats. Well, and also other players like Colin Jasney, who was, uh, had the concussion against West Coast. I think he, he, you would expect, given the bye weekend, had the bye, had, had they played this weekend just gone, Colin Jasney injured in round 23, probably not available or able to play. But the other thing too, Peter, that's really quite significant and, and I find fascinating in trying to look at Geelong and their strength 
I mean, they're, they're probably at full strength. Mm. They're probably at full strength at what's available to them. If they, they wanted to pick their best 22 and then thought, who's 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, they'd have their best 27 available. And because they have the management program that's been really impressive. And again, another re, another question on why why the heck, how can Geelong keep... Fin- I know they've got a great home ground advantage. I mean, they've won... I think it's about, uh, I'd have to have a quick look, but it's about 120 out of their last 135-odd games at Geelong. It's an amazing home ground record. However, their management of their entire organisation, particularly their playing list and their coaching staff and their medical staff, all seem to get things together. The management program in the last six weeks that's been fascinating, Dangerfield, Selwood, Duncan, Stanley, Henry, Tui, all had rest games. Managola, all had rest games. in the last five or six weeks to help freshen them up. Selwood's been playing off the bench only about 60% of games. He's starting every quarter, every match, every quarter on the bench. Their, their whole management program has got Geelong cherry ripe to really have a big red-hot go at this. We'll talk uh, a bit about West Coast. Naturally, their season was over. The John Worsfold medal happened on uh, Friday night. Congratulations to Tom Barris. We'll come back to it in a moment. And also, Frio, how they're preparing for their big one on Saturday night. So don't go too far away. Uh, we'll t- discuss that. But Dustin Martin looks like he's on track for return for Richmond, which is a huge boost to their chances. You've already sort of gone early and feel that the Tigers will beat the Lions at the Gabba on Thursday night, but that is a big inclusion. Of course, he hasn't played since uh, hitting that or straining that hamstring against the Eagles in round 16. Yeah, so it's eight weeks since he's played. He's only played eight games in the whole season. He played round one, then missed six or seven weeks, then played played four or five and then then came back mid-season and then, of course, broke down, as you say. So he hasn't played uh, he's missed the last seven games. The, the other one, too, with Richmond, Peter, is uh, not only is Dustin Martin looking like Cherry Ripe, you see any vision of him training. There was a big training session on Saturday. It was was really impressive to see Fremantle's training impre- training uh, performance on Saturday. It was high, highly physical. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a softly, softly little, let's just get through, let's uh, keep everyone fresh and healthy. They really worked people over. Now, Richmond have done that in the past, and certainly Melbourne last year. There was a, I know a lot of... Um, uh, analysts were quite surprised at just how physical and heavy and contact training for Melbourne was last year when they were here in Perth, of course, leading up to that historic grand final. And the comparison was, well, West Coast never trained like that. And yet Melbourne have trained like that four days from a grand final because the feeling was we've got to be tough and hard and got to be ready, got to test anyone that's suspect. Yet I've had analysts say, your, your blokes over there, West Coast, never train like that. We've had our scouts go to watch them train. They never train with great intensity. When we're saying never, certainly in the last season and a half to two years, as we've grown to be quite more concerned about where West Coast are at in terms of their man- management. So Richmond get Martin back. See, Tom Lynch is back available as well. Mm. So he goes into that side. I don't think there's any doubt on him with his groin. The only one that Richmond would probably be Noah Cumberland with a bit of a groin. He, he's one that we need to watch over the next... Now, this was a training incident last week, Peter, too. So it's not as if it's a game day, you know, a week and a half ago. So Noah Cumberland, an exciting youngster, but certainly with Lynch and Martin back into that team. And on the other side of things, Marcus Adams effectively ruled out, I think, as well. Concuss- there must have been a bad concussion yeah. that he's had. He's not going to play. Cam Rayner's suspended. And Dane Zorko, I wonder how he'll come back out of the, the sledging furor. Clearly, it's not going to affect his teammates. They can just ignore that and get on with the game and know he's a hardened little nut. But their poor finals record and their big game record is is alarming, and opposition sides will play on that. So 
rest assured there'll be some sledging going on from the Richmond boys about how you blokes choke. You blokes choke. You might be at your home ground. And the other one, of course, is is, um, is their finals record. And I reckon another major concern in big games and going into a final like this, it is a massive game for someone like Joe Danaher. And, and I reckon his performances in the last, say, 10 weeks of the season, he's tick, kicked 10 goals in the last six games, but 10 disposals a game. I reckon he's in such concerning form that the Richmond boy, the defence in particular, no, even though there's no Dylan Grimes, he's probably not going to play finals. He'll become a final story if Richmond do continue to run on, I reckon, um, because he'll he'll become available, he'll get back into full training. He's still two or three weeks away. Mm. That means they have to go deep into it. But I reckon the concern on Joe Danaher is something also that is telling against Brisbane's chances of beating Richmond. Okay, uh, we're going to go to Lisa in just a moment. But uh, Paul has got on the temperate bedshed text line. If Geelong win uh, their way through to the preliminary final, do you think the AFL will play the game on Saturday afternoon? so the Geelong supporters can get home in a reasonable hour. Well, maybe the blueprint is uh, this weekend, possibly. But when there's a preliminary final, there'll be one on Friday night. And yeah, one Saturday. one Saturday night. Well, would it they, be... They, they, it might, they might push might it a bit earlier. Might be still with twilight. Yeah, yeah, they might push it a bit earlier. Good on you, Paul. Of course, yeah, you can join us on the Temper Bedshed text line anytime you like, 0487 736 736. What did you think of the buy? We've seen the buy again. And we look, this, this is the first time back, 222... After 21 here in Perth, you know, the concerns of COVID really rampant. 2020, mm. COVID was rampant. They needed to have buys and sort of stretch and shortened seasons. So we, we've sort of back somewhat to how we have always known it. I, I think there's I, I think there's a bit of a distaste around about this buy after the home and away. But I, when you look at some of the names we've just dropped, Peter, would they? Would these boys have played? Would Lynch have been right to play last week or this weekend? Just gone. Would Dustin Martin have been available to play this weekend? Tom Papley with his concussion he couldn't have played for yeah. Sydney. So there's there's so much for it, isn't there? The buy. Uh, I reckon the buy is going to stay because of one reason that we saw this weekend: the exposure that the AFLW got, and the AFL be very conscious of the fact if this season works for them. They won't change the model. They'll start again in August and they'll start again when the AFL buy is happening so they can get a bit of a profile. Because I reckon the profile... You, you've said that with a degree of cynicism. Well, the, the interest will wane but now. No, the interest in the AFLW will wane now. Well, you, I just... I'll so come back to that in a yeah, moment. you're tiptoeing around oh, Yeah, okay, and you, Hey, hang on. We've discussed this before we went on here. You've got oh. the same thoughts as me. <laughs> no. Hi, guys. Spotted Kevin Sheedy Friday morning going for a coffee at Cafe in Como. That's Harry of Balcatta. I don't know yeah, why he, Kevin Sheedy's here. He was in Perth. He, Getting he, a few cashies. He comes cashies. to Perth all the time. There's a little fella, there's a little mouse <laughs> running around in South Perth called Daryl Marin yeah. that looks after Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. Mate, they, they do, what do you call the cashies? They do yeah. these sportsman's nights everywhere. Hello, Lise. Uh, how are you? Good, thanks. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. G'day, Lisa. Um, another, I'll tell you what, boys, another rule that's not going to go out the window either is that nominating a ruckman during the game. That's well, it not, should. That's not going to disappear any time soon. No, no, I know it should, Haggis, no. but it's, it's not going to because I um, um, put that to, um, uh, oh, God, Gosson and... Um, and Scotty. And Scotty. No, it wasn't uh, Scotty. It, it was... Gilly. It was... Um, doesn't matter, Lisa. Doesn't matter. Gilly. Gilly. Yeah. 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 And um, anyway, they had the uh, the ump on, and I put that question to them, and the umpire, oof, he went off. Uh, D, my so, guess. 
Yeah, Dima, gets yet. No, no, it's got to stay because someone could get oh, hit just, in the back of the head and da 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 da. Dean Margetts is Any, a past umpire, so we, 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 let, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to someone of the future. The ruck nomination yeah, okay. is ludicrous, and it has to, it, it has to go because it's like it's like under fourteens. Mm. It's yeah, like exactly. under 14s. and um, as long as two go up, one from each side, that's enough. You shouldn't have to nominate. It, yeah. Anyway, we know that. Yeah. Guys, I've got a couple of um, bits of um, interest for you um, that's bubbling around. And also, too, I want to get on to the um, Eagles waffle game just quickly, too. Um, I'm hearing um, that Luke Jackson was seen on the weekend in the suburb of Hampton, which is a part of Brighton, apparently, looking at a cafe, um, a business. And also, too, there's word that he's, he's um, gone out and he's enrolled in a barrister course. A barista course, sorry, not a barrister course, a barista course. <laughs> right. So you're saying he might even so stay he, in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, well, that that's what the word is bubbling around. So wow. that, yeah, could and be on he the bought that, ha- he bought that home in Shelley as well. So we'll have to wait and see, Lise. What well, else? Uh, was, what, about the, what, what about the Eagles waffle side, Lise? Um, well, they had 14 plays in their um, guys, and only three of them were in the best. They didn't score a goal until the last quarter. Three goals, 14 for the whole game. Yeah. And these, the, some of these players are, you know, are out there playing for a contract. I wouldn't get, give any of them a contract the way they played on the weekend. Mm. So it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. They, they, you know, they're, they're really going to have to have a good hard look yeah. Um, you know the the coaches and, and everybody else at that um, club. We're, so we're going to talk more about go uh, yeah. We're going to talk more about that in the Eagles uh, as general a bit later on. Anything else before you, you let you which go? Is, Lise? Yeah, yeah, we stay, stay listening, Lise, because it, it is somewhat of a little bit of a spin off to just whet the appetite a bit from that reserves game waffle game on the weekend. The news I've got relating to a player, yeah. and subsequently it has a bit to do with the Jackson move as well. Okay, so stay listening. And before we let you go, Lise, because we need to go to a break, unfortunately, you want to talk about uh, the red-yellow cards? Yeah, well, we went down to Collie yesterday. We had a, um, or my other half had a a Collie Saints um, reunion. Mm -hmm. And they had a game on between Collie Eagles, which they were just as bad as the Eagles, (laughs) and Harvey. And two players um, got sent off with a yellow card, one one from each team. And um, they got sent out for 15 minutes. But, uh, but they were allowed to um, put other players on while those, those two were sitting off. And apparently with the red, if they get red carded, they get sent off and they've got to stay off. They don't come back on the ground, but another player can replace them. Is that, is that what's going to happen in the AFL if they bring that in? Oh, I, I, I don't reckon we'll ever see a card system or a send-off or sin bin in the AFL. I, I know we debated this and discussed it roundly when Tom Stewart had uh, crashed into and taken out Dion Prestia and the, the value of send-off and sin bins. I, I just get the impression if it – there's reason for it and you can see the – I mean, that particular one, Tom Stewart finished up you know, one of the better players on the ground for Geelong, as he often is. And Prestia was out for a couple of weeks, and he was really badly injured. Um, I, I don't think we'll ever see red or yellow cards. Mm. And if you did, the only thing I say, even in country footy or community level, uh, Lisa, I'm surprised that if you get sent off, that you're allowed to replace because other codes, when you get sent out, you play you man down. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think if you're going to have them, you might as well, 
have to play a man down, which would be more of a deterrent, I would have thought, Correct. to committing an offence that you're going to get your send off or sin bin. Good on you, Lisa. We need to move on, but we always appreciate your feedback. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, it's 19 past five. This is Drive with Peter Vlaus and Kim Hagdorn. It's the AFL edition on a Monday. Thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre.